In his 78 winters, from his youth in the black forest of Germany to his old age in the white mountains of New Hampshire, Cornelius Fisherman had split hundreds of logs, but the log in front of him came evidently from the petrified forest. The log sat crooked and defiant on the chopping block. Cornelius's axe glanced off, leaving superficial scars. It was 4.15 p.m., dusk in New Hampshire on New Year's Eve. On a typical holiday, Cornelius could reach his cabin by lunchtime, but that required leaving Boston before 9 a.m., and today his son Carl hadn't picked him up until 11. The passenger seat was empty when Carl pulled up in his Volvo, and Cornelius felt it unwise to ask why Carl's wife Millicent wasn't in it. The answer, he felt sure, would tell him more than he wanted to know about why Carl was late. Cornelius slipped into the back seat and made conversation with his eight-year-old grandson, Corey, who was trying to decide which Christmas gift had been his favorite. The conversation made Cornelius feel guilty since he hadn't thought to buy Corey anything. His wife Ingrid had always taken care of that. Carl drove silently until the New Hampshire border, where he made the superfluous remark that if they'd left Boston earlier, they could have beaten the holiday traffic. They could have beaten the snow, too, which fell heavily, then turned to freezing rain, so that they had to stop at a friend's house and wait for the state plows to clear the last stretch of mountain road. When they finally arrived, the dirt road to Cornelius's cabin was buried. Carl parked on the paved road, and they hauled everything a mile through the woods by sled. Now it was 4.15. The cabin was cold, and it wouldn't warm up until Cornelius started a fire, which he couldn't do until he split this log. The axe had missed, and the half struck the log, jarring the handle out of his hand. The log toppled off the chopping block into the snow. Hey, Pop! Carl emerged from the woods on snowshoes, towing a sled full of groceries. Can you give me a hand with these? Not just now. Cornelius picked up his axe. This log has insulted my honor. Hi, Grandpa! Corey shuffled out of the woods on skis, carrying an overstuffed backpack that made him look like a turtle on its hind legs. I can ski really good now. I only fell once. Very good. Cornelius offered the boy a token smile not large enough to show his teeth. The boy was entertaining, to be sure, but nothing had much amused Cornelius since Ingrid's death. Plus that avalanche off your pants before you go in. Corey picked up a grocery bag and followed Carl into the house. They shut the door behind them, unnecessarily, as it was no warmer inside than out. Cornelius brushed the snow off the log and turned it over so that the end he'd been hacking at faced downward when he set the log on the chopping block. Perhaps the other end would be less fossilized. When the snow had forced them off the highway, Carl had steered for the home of Ellery Greer. Ellery was a regular stop on the way to the cabin, but this year Cornelius wished to avoid her. He pointed to a diner, but the parking lot was full. When Carl got back onto the road to Ellery's, Cornelius could no longer object. "'And where is your lovely wife?' Ellery had asked as soon as Cornelius hung his parka inside her door. Cornelius froze, looked at Carl, and shook his head. He hadn't told Ellery of Ingrid's death. Ellery blanched when Carl gave her the essentials. She asked question after question, and when Cornelius's answers grew short, she went on about her own husband, Jake, who had died three years earlier. Ellery said she still thought of Jake every day. Cornelius wondered if that was true. Would he still think of Ingrid daily in three years? Would he want to? Would he still be alive himself? Would he want to be? Did he want to be now? It occurred to Cornelius that for the past two months he'd been like a man walking on a thin shelf of ice. Everything felt solid as long as he stepped carefully, but a single misstep or a jostle from someone like Ellery, and he found himself gasping in cold, open water.
Cornelius was almost shivering when he left Ellery's house. Not that nervous energy helped him where the log was concerned. It was like trying to split a stalagmite. The door creaked open again. Hey, Pop, Carl said. Cornelius lowered his axe. Yeah? Can you start the refrigerator? Is it so difficult? I can't light the pilot. I've gone through four matches already. All right. Cornelius leaned his axe against the chopping block. Let us not incinerate a perfectly good house.